Hello and, and welcome, welcome to BBT, Behind Basic Thoughts. Behind every basic thought, there is always more. Join us on our bubble tea breaks as we share some stories, tips and tricks on being young professionals in the modern workplace. I'm Angela. And I'm Cindy. You know, um, when I did used to work at my old job, Angela, the one topic that everyone would talk about mm-hmm. would be shares. And they would be like Tesla or like <laughs> Apple. Apple or like you know oh a2 milk or like those topics right yeah. and at the time i remember i was like i actually didn't understand how to invest that one i felt a bit left out because i'm like i felt like i needed to catch up because i mean the obvious things you invest in are like houses yeah right? or yeah. like your car yeah but then much. like shares and especially nowadays like crypto and stuff it yeah. can get a bit confusing or overwhelming even knowing what the difference is between everything yeah and i think we, we talked about saving before right yeah saving is is you know a different investing is very different from saving mm. i think like you save and and what i guess i tend to do is i um you know take a portion of my savings and that i i can dedicate to investing yeah and um i guess like why why do you think investing is important for you cindy yeah i think savings is money that you know pretty much you're not going to lose, right? So for example, if you stick your money into your savings account, Mm. relatively safe here in New Zealand, like all the New Zealand banks are government backed and whatnot. So you know that if I save like $1,000, that's probably going to be there for the next, until I draw it out. Whereas with investing, it's like your money will probably grow a bit faster, but there's a lot of risk attached. So in a savings account, you might get, I don't know, one or 2% interest. So you get maybe like you know twenty dollars in a whole year that's something right that's better than nothing but if you stick it into a share for example things like tesla if you bought tesla a year ago the money your money would have like gone through the roof you know? I, I think i think it's what we're trying to say here is probably well investing is because we all want to make our money work for us right rather yeah. than we work for our money all the Financial time freedom. <laughs> that's a goal yeah and so i think um i guess to for our listeners i think we just wanted to start probably a, a little sub-series around you know more investing and discussing mm-hmm. you know what we do around investing why do we invest in things that we're looking at and to also sort of open up the platform to hear about from you as our tips for us as well because we're we're also still exploring yeah. and learning we're definitely still learning and um i mean at our at where we're at currently i'm definitely not an investing expert yeah but i think that's why a lot of people including myself at the time weren't open to investing is because you don't know enough about it yeah. and all you hear is about like the bad side of investing like oh stock market crash a2 milk you yeah know, went yeah. down and you just get kind of like i guess intimidated because there is a lot to invest in yeah and it can get a bit confusing yeah and and just a disclaimer for you know all intents and purposes we're not providing financial advice yeah um, do your own research yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're not recommending any seller buyer of any shares or any types of investments yeah and this is purely more to i guess help us as well um, and help you along you know with our investing journey yeah yeah if anything i'm glad we learned risk management (laughs) (laughs) gotta put that disclaimer in before we start um yeah yeah, so i thought like like you said angela it'd be a good platform for us to share what we know so far Mm. and also you know if anyone out there our listeners like have any tips or any ideas or you know have anything to correct us on because maybe not what we say is 100% right yeah. then feel free to send those in because we want to create like a, a platform for people to come come and be like okay if I want to know more about investing this is where I can go to yeah and it's less intimidating that way yeah 100% and I think today in our very sort of first uh, topic around well first 
episode around this topic we just want to talk a bit about the different types of investments Mm -hmm. i think that's a good starting point because i think there are things that um people don't know a lot about or Mm -hmm. don't hear very often but there are actually options out there for us to invest in as well yeah and i guess one thing to note is um and i think we mentioned this earlier but investments are riskier Mm. right so there is a chance that's why they people always say there's like a saying where Mm. it's like you don't invest in you only invest in how much you feel like you can lose 100% yeah. of. Yeah. So if you say you have $1,000 in savings, yeah. that's your security money, you probably shouldn't put all of that $1,000 into one thing or like into a few one invest- basket, yeah, right? Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if say something did happen, yeah. you don't want to lose all your money. Right? Yeah. So, but it is a good idea to invest like a portion of it. And what portion you invest depends on where you are. Like if you've already got a house and you've got a mortgage, then you probably shouldn't invest more than what you can't like can't can't afford to lose basically yeah Yeah. and i think like um the other saying is also don't invest in what you don't know and this is why you know we want to use this also to to help you understand a bit more. yeah because a lot of people are like whoa everyone's investing in tesla i should do it too but but you don't know how it's performing you don't even know anything about the management then you know i don't, don't think that's a good idea yeah, yeah and and so i think um like like cindy like you said some investments are riskier than other investments mm-hmm. so we sort of characterized um all these types of investments into four different categories yeah and which we'll go through in a bit more detail in, in this episode so what the categories we'll look at is active investments like shares crypto derivatives and things mm-hmm. like that um, um and then the second category is less active investments so that looks at index funds like ETFs, um, you know, bonds, debt, managed funds and private equity. Yeah. And then the third one is around lower risk um, like investments like cash and term deposits, mm-hmm. KiwiSaver, um, savings accounts, which we yeah. should touch on already. And mm-hmm. lastly, other or sort of other types of investments like property, cars, crypto, you know, yeah, things like that, exactly. that we will touch on also briefly. Yeah. And I think um, it makes sense to go from, I guess, low risk because I mean, most people have, you probably don't realize this, but most people actually do have like a low risk investment yeah (laughs) exactly so like for example most people have a cash deposit or a term deposit or a savings account yeah and in new zealand you have to have kiwi saver unless you choose i think you choose to opt out or something you can opt out for a period of time yeah but you at the end of the day you have to have like a kiwi saver account yeah right and so you probably don't realize it but you already have like some sort of investment exactly and you probably don't think of it like that but it is and how KiwiSaver works, and I think we should touch on this, is Kiwi that KiwiSaver yeah. Kiwi is different from your cash deposit or your term deposit in the sense that if you choose a KiwiSaver scheme, you are actually kind of indirectly investing in a fund, mm. right? So, for example, if you choose ASB's KiwiSaver scheme, then ASB kind of takes that KiwiSaver money you put in and they invest it in different things, yeah. right? And then, But but what they invest in, like ASB investing, for example, is different from what, say, BNZ invests in. Yeah. Right, so that's why there's differences in returns for your KiwiSaver. So depending on, like, especially when COVID hit, a lot of people were like, whoa, my KiwiSaver balance is, like, going down. But it didn't go down as much as, say, your stock market because there's restrictions on, I guess, what they can invest in. And I think um, what people probably don't understand sometimes about KiwiSaver is there are different funds, right, mm. um, that your KiwiSaver provider also invests you know, your money in. Yeah. And you can choose that. So I think a lot of people heard about our default funds, right? Yeah. When I start KiwiSaver, automatically... You're like, in the cash fund. Yeah, That's exactly. the lowest risk because you ca- they can't put you in a default, like, high-risk one. Yeah, because you have to actually choose that, right, yeah. yourself. Yeah. Just because of the risk involved. Exactly. 
exactly and and so you know their funds funds wise there's like cash fund there's more conservative fund mm-hmm. there's like balance fund there's like and moderate then, fund and they're called different names but yeah and then there's more growth aggressive fund yeah so sort of uh, you you go through the, the risk from low to high yeah because i mean at the end of the day these are your retirement funds so you yeah. don't you know depends on i mean if you're more on the younger scale you can probably risk the higher risk ones but if you're like saying yeah. you're 50s 55s and you can almost you're almost there you want you can actually draw out your cash yeah maybe you want don't want to take as high a risk yeah because you know like you, you might you might want to take money out soon yeah and if say the market goes down or up yeah your money will be your balances will be invested it will be um will be actually affected exactly because yeah. the higher risk yes there's high reward but there's also higher risk yeah. so it swings yeah. like up and down yeah right yeah, yeah. Um, I guess those are like more the, I guess, passive or lower risk ones in general. And when we say lower risk, it doesn't mean there's no risk. It just Mm. means relative to other investments, it is lower risk or considered lower risk. And I mean, a step up from that is your less active investments. And these are, I guess, in general, like generally speaking, they are good options if you're wanting to kind of start out and to invest and you're kind of dabbling in it but you're not quite sure on what you what to choose yourself yeah so you kind of get someone else to choose for you and that's why we call it less active because you might have to choose who does investing for you Mm. but they kind of make the investment decisions yeah or, or that you um so so i think in terms of um who manages it for you mm. right like a very logical one would be the managed funds right yeah. as an example so what managed funds are is you have fund providers mm-hmm. that actually like look at you know sort of your return and risk profile that mm-hmm. you want and then um and then create certain types of funds yeah. and you then pick okay maybe i will go with you know this type of fund mm-hmm. here but they actually then go and do pick pick what makes up that portfolio yeah, yeah exactly and they've got they've got more discretion on what they invest in mm-hmm. because whereas with KiwiSaver because it's a government backed kind of um, scheme and also it's for your retirement what these like various fund providers can do with your KiwiSaver money is very different to what they can do with your money that you put into their fund mm. it's like the risk profile is very different yeah. and so in New Zealand the most common ones you might have heard of is like Fisher Funds or like yeah. Milford Asset Management um, these are like the more common common ones fund and providers yeah. yeah and so what they do is it's kind of similar to KiwiSaver in the sense that you give them some money um, but they then have discretion on what they invest in and you kind of you can choose a fund that you kind of want to there's like you know funds for like new zealand equities for example then there's like esg companies so it depends on what you kind of yeah and so so and these funds are more like we said more actively managed by those um fund providers yeah and um and like you know it's and also though sometimes there's a bit of also a minimum amount that you need to actually put towards as well exactly so whereas with KiwiSaver it just comes out your salary these funds there is a minimum requirement and there might be a management fee similar to KiwiSaver yeah. actually yeah but whereas KiwiSaver the management fee might be slightly lower this is actively managed so the fund managers actively manage your money and so the fees that they charge would naturally be a bit higher but then also um the purposes of these funds is to try to obviously outrun the rest of the market right Mm. so that you get a higher return compared to um another more you know like a little bit more active um investment as well that we're talking about next is around exchange trader funds Mm -hmm. which you know you hear a lot of you know ETFs sorry yeah. what are ETFs and so so I guess these managed funds actually try to outrun just your normal ETF yeah. or ind- index funds yeah exactly and I think when I first started out it was very confusing what's the difference between an index fund and like a you know managed fund yeah they, they both have fund in them <laughs> <laughs> and so I guess 
um, with index funds, it's based on an index. I mean, it sounds so obvious, <laughs> but at the time I was like, how does that even work? So how it works is that um, these investments are more passive. So they select, say, 50, NZX 50 as an mm. example. As an index, right? As an index. Yeah. So the top 50 companies in the NZX by market cap, mm. so market capitalization is how much that company's worth, mm-hmm. and it's calculated by number of shares times their share price. Those are the 50 that um, you know they, they invest in. Right, and they don't have to pick and choose which ones. They're just like, okay, these are the fifty. Right? Yeah, and so it's a lot less work for the fund manager because you're investing in the index. And so what that means is your performance of that fund kind of tracks along the index. The the total the movement. total movement. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like whereas with actively managed funds, they maybe pick and choose a few things. Yeah, maybe like in in an active fund, you might have say five of the top fifty companies. Yeah, because you think your, they are yeah, gonna yeah. do well, or like they might swap it out. So maybe today or like this month, they have these five companies. Yeah. Then like a few months later, they're like, okay, maybe this one's not gonna perform as well. So I'm gonna switch that out and put it into. Yeah. So they do that a lot more. Yeah. So in terms of with I guess ETFs, um, the good thing is that you don't actually need to worry too much about actively managing mm-hmm. so once you buy into an etf obviously it attracts the whole indice indis, like it attracts the indices right yeah so you can also look at buying foreign um indices as well mm-hmm. like say u.s market stocks yeah australia stocks right yeah um and so you know it's just it's sort of in terms of okay you your movement your return it's it's less risky in a way because um, in terms of like risk wise you're taking like the average of the market yeah as opposed to putting your eggs into like a few in the market you know and so that's why i guess because it's less work for the fund managers the fees are also a bit lower, lower yeah. but also like your actively managed funds it's like well first if the market dies or doesn't perform well <laughs> or whatever then obviously your performance will also deteriorate yeah and no matter how bad the market goes you still have to pay your management fees so yeah that's also a thing yeah to note. yeah and so in terms of um etfs like some of the providers in new zealand as an example would be like salt fund management or mm. like smart shares yeah um, smart shares is a big one yeah yeah Cool. And then I guess um, slightly different is more like into government bonds or just bonds in general or mm. debt issuances. So, I mean, how would you describe the difference, Angela, for those? Um, I think... To, to me because they these are more so if we're looking at NZ government bonds mm-hmm. they're more you know government issued right and yeah. then in terms of risk profile again um i would say in terms of the risk is lower mm-hmm. but return is also lower it's like more in terms of there's like a coupon rate and like yeah. interest and uh, sorry um like a amount of principle yeah 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 because i think the thing with bonds is that the difference between bonds and shares so shares are what the exchange traded funds or index funds and the actively managed funds kind of dabble into mm. more and they are like with shares you don't the company doesn't owe you anything so as a shareholder if the company fails um tough luck but you know <laughs> you put your money in and you can't get it out there's no contractual like oh they have to return that money to you yeah whereas with bonds it's more like a loan you yeah. think of it like a bank loan so bonds are like uh, if the government issues bonds they're like okay we are going to issue say one million dollar worth of debt and it's going to have a 10-year term your coupon rate or your interest rate is going to be say i don't know like three percent per annum or something yeah. and so they are contractually obligated to pay you back that one mil at the end yeah. and pay you the interest right yeah. and so that's the difference you're guaranteed that return of the money you lent and that's why the interest rate is lower because you don't really have as much risk whereas with shares the growth is huge or like potential is huge because if the company suddenly does really well your share price kind of 
grows heaps. Yeah. But then it's not guaranteed. The company can also do not so well. Yeah, the company can go bust, right? But yeah. NZ government is less likely, hopefully, yeah. to go yeah. bust. <laughs> yeah, or bonds in general, because the yeah. company has to pay you back. So if the company went bust, yeah. then they first have to pay back the, their, like, bondholders yeah creditors over the shareholders yeah yeah shareholders are kind of like the bottom of the barrel when the company goes bust yeah yeah whereas bonds you've got some sort of i guess contractual obligation for them to pay you back yeah and i think we'll also just quickly touch on as um as in less active investment is private equity Mm -hmm. um so these are like you know venture capitals andrew investments Mm -hmm. or um you know like like as an example, these are like, say, Ice House Ventures, Pioneer Capital, Blackbird yeah. Ventures. Um, and so the reason we're saying, you know, we want to only briefly touch on is because there is a higher minimum threshold for mm-hmm. um, minimum investments into yeah. these type of ventures. Yeah. Because you're actually um, taking a stake almost, right, in a company. Yeah. Um, and you're providing them with, like, very initial capital. capital. Yeah. yeah. And so if the company that you invest in initially, they grow and perform well, yeah. then you're, you're – you're, Pretty much your stacks, your stacks value grows as well, right? Exactly. And then, yeah. Yeah, the difference I think to point out here is where you've got your funds that are kind of investing in public equity, like public shares and stuff. Private equity is called private because they invest in companies that are not available to the public yeah. market. So, yeah. for example, let's say, um, what's a good private company? I don't know, like, say my friend, you, yeah. Angela, you started a company, right? <laughs> yeah. And so you're like, oh, um, I want to start a bubble tea shop <laughs> and I need some capital to get help me going. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, as your friend, I will lend you some money. Mm. And so then you're like, okay, cool. So there's a lot of risk because I don't know whether your bubble tea shop is going to go well, mm. but you do need a lot of cash. I can't just lend you a hundred bucks. That's not enough to open a shop. I probably yeah. have to lend you like more than like a maybe, lot more. Yeah. Maybe you say, oh, you lend me 10K yeah. for 5% value of, of, of your, my company yeah. yeah so in the return of lending it because i really believe in your bubble tea shop <laughs> i'm like you don't have to pay me back because you don't have the money to pay me back because yeah. you're so early stage but what i'll do instead is i'll take a percentage of your company yeah and so let's just say in 10 years time your bubble tea shop blows up there's like international locations <laughs> and now your company's now a sell like a buyer is like hey Worth angela 1 billion yeah, or, you know someone's like, like hey angela i want to buy your bubble tea shop for one billion dollars so then because i have a five percent stake what when you do sell it, I'll get five percent of that sale price, and that's heaps more than my ten thousand yeah. that I put in. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the growth potential in private is that they're generally early stage companies that need a lot of money to help them grow. Mm. But then you really make the money when they sell. The whoever buys or someone buys a company, then you take your you kind of back out exactly, kind of and that's where you make the money. Yeah, and yeah. so um, so sometimes like with these more like venture capital companies, they don't just invest in one company yeah um you can as an um private equity you know as an investor mm-hmm. you can invest into say a seed you hear these terms like seed funds yeah. right where um might you know like a 10 10 investor as a group mm-hmm. might invest in you know five or ten different companies yeah and that's how like um funds like pioneer work so yeah they look for the general public for money mm. and they put them all into like a fund yeah right and so that fund is what invests in these different companies yeah yeah and so those are less active investments. And, and sort of the last one we'll touch on um, is in, in terms of the bigger categories is active investments. Yeah. And this is where you have, you know, shares, crypto, derivative contracts, th- things like this. And we're, we already mentioned shares before, but mm. the difference is that here you you are the one choosing and picking what yeah. shares to invest in. So before you might have an investment manager who does it for you, but with, you know, 
choosing your own shares it's like me i choose oh this year and this year whether i'm right or wrong that depends on my thoughts yeah and your knowledge right so so the risk is higher because no one like it's it's you as an individual doing those decisions Mm -hmm. um whereas you might not have all of the financial knowledge or you know someone that say in the fund manager Mm. fund management industry they might know yeah and so um i guess in terms of like depending on where your sources of information are Mm. um you could have you know really good returns if you have really good info or just pick very well right yeah but see the info and this is what something to touch on it has to be public information yeah so for when you say different information it means more like you know you've got dedicated fund managers their job is to like look at public info look at leading indicators yeah so like for example for a2 milk you might look at the birth rate you're like whoa people are really having babies so that i expect (laughs) a2 milk to grow you know you have time to do it whereas as an individual me or you we've got a day job we don't have time to like do this research and all that yeah so we might pick and choose based on what we think but obviously there's a high risk because what you choose might not your thoughts might be incorrect or you know what you think might happen might not and one thing to touch on is it's illegal to trade on inside information so for example if i have a friend in say i don't know warehouse i can't be like yo tap him on the shoulder (laughs) so how is um the financials going you know that's completely illegal and it's called insider trading so you can't can't yeah. do that yeah so it's it's definitely strictly public uh, publicly available yeah information. and if you get found out that's there's some serious consequences yeah it's yeah. it is a crime <laughs> yeah yeah that's the only thing so you, if you do know friends who work in like the finance department and they're working on the financials probably shouldn't ask them yeah, yeah for those type of information yeah and so um again just briefly touch on so derivative derivatives contracts mm-hmm. is another type of more active investment but um these ones are harder for i guess um as a startup investor to to invest in because you, the sort of technical knowledge you need is quite high yeah um and you need like the amount of um issuers and providers in new zealand is quite mm-hmm. limited as well exactly and um, i i mean i'm doing cfa level two and i still don't fully understand derivatives <laughs> so it's definitely something that like well the like, only reason i know about it is because i one of my audit clients used to be one oh, you know? yeah. <laughs> um yeah and then crypto i think we'll do a separate episode on crypto nfts with and someone blockchain. more knowledgeable yeah, definitely, yeah yeah but again that's a definitely a more high risk investment as well yeah and i mean like apart from all these like shares and you know funds there's also the more i guess obvious investments such as you know cars or houses or, or any collectibles right yeah some people i know they collect like I don't even know, like, like Pokemon cards, and they're actually <laughs> worth quite a lot. Like, the, like if you're not specialized, you probably don't know that, but yeah. there's definitely a market for yeah. things like that. I mean, even, like, wine alcohol, you know, like, yeah. th- those, like, when you collect them, say, if, you know, 20, you bought a bottle 20 years ago, yeah. and now you take it back out and put it on the au- auction market, it actually goes for a lot. Yeah, exactly, and some, like, you know, vintage cars. Mm. Obviously, you have to know these things, but, like... <laughs> again don't invest in what you don't know exactly exactly that's a fair point (laughs) yeah yeah well okay i think like um today like we talked a bit about all of your you know the different types of investments that um you could potentially look at that Mm -hmm. are out there in the new zealand market and potentially also applicable for other markets as well Mm -hmm. um and so um Please also let us know if you know if there's anything else that you invest in or any um, advice you have for people that are starting out to invest. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, please send through any feedback, comments um, to uh, behindbasicthoughts at gmail.com and we would really appreciate a follow or a share of our podcast. Thanks for spending time today with BBT, Behind Basic Thoughts, and we will see, see you in our next episode. episode.